RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, what is happening? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Don't answer that question. What's happening? What isn't happening? And we meet here a lot. Whenever I can get my shit together, we meet here to have some unapologetic liberal talk. We also have a set schedule Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. We're also on FYI Nation and Verdant Square Radio, two great independent liberal radio station networks. So go check out some of the original programming. Not some, all of it. Why not? Hey, we stick together, we win. That's the truth. Guys, thank you so much. I want We're doing a show. I don't know how long. I don't think it'll be another three-hour show. We. This is what I always say, though, right? <laughs> uh, that I can't do another three-hour show, and then four hours later, we're still here. I wish I could, but I don't know. I need to sleep sometime. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night either. I'm, I, I already feel the knot in my stomach because what we're going to talk about tonight, we'll get to that in a second. I want to thank James. Well, here, here, let me do the... the uh, last night I asked... New patrons, I'm grateful for all the patrons we have, but we've been bleeding patrons. I don't know if it's the time of year. People need to cut back on expenses. So I made a promise, the Patreon challenge. If we get a new patron, we will definitely have a show tonight. So here we are, and I want to say tonight's show is sponsored by... James Wright. Thank you, James, for taking that leap and supporting the show. I really can't do it without you. We can't do it without you. So thank you so much. And also, you guys, I asked you to tell a friend. I'm sure you've done that. All right, that's it. Let's keep moving forward. I hope you all enjoy the show. And what is enjoy? And I'm saying that enjoy with air quotes, because it really, if we had a functioning society, a democratic republic that was working for all, you know what we would do? We would have a show about animals or something. We would do something that wasn't focused on saving this country from from the from the very um, same thing that every free population has always had to save their country from, which is the greed and indifference of the of the one percent, one percent of the population. This country is so corrupt right now that uh, I don't know. I like to say that we need to save this country. Where. We, it's almost like I'm, I'm in a sense, a bit of denial myself. We're already a broken country. And I, I wonder about in the future when 
historians uh, discuss this time, they're not gonna. They're they. I'm telling you. I'm and me. I'm telling me too that they're not going to discuss it like this is a functioning democracy. They will discuss it, I believe, in the past tense, that the American Republic was never, it was always aspirational, it was never functional. Maybe a little bit, some, I don't know, was it ever? Because, no. Maybe after a little bit of, um, we tried after, during during the Great Prosperity, and the civil rights movement was, I think we had more of a chance and maybe it was more of a functioning democracy that, but obviously not. But I don't know. I have to think about this. With the perspective of time, I guess it's easier. And because when you even, we talk about the end of the Roman Republic a lot, the fact is they didn't, the his, the contemporaries of um, the first Roman emperors didn't even call them Roman emperors, and in fact, it didn't. It was until two hundred years later that did historians start referring to Augustus as an emperor and as what he was, instead of the first citizen. So. Yeah, I wonder what they'll talk about. I wonder what they'll call us now. Because we're, we're really um, in the shit, aren't we? All right, let's get into it. Because one of the things, a couple of things, a few things. I'm not sure where to start. First off, let me begin by saying thank you for your super chats. And the, the, the chat room is filling up. And it's great to see if you're on any other channel, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitch or wherever the hell else, and you can come on over to YouTube at youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT daily media and hang out with all the, with the cool kids. So thank you Haiku for your super chat and JD for your super chat in pounds you lucky bastard. And thank you, Deborah, for your super chat right out of the gate. You guys, it makes me feel good that, yeah, we get, we're getting support. That's what we need to keep going. And eventually we'll have the show a daily set time and that'll be better for all. And oh, oh, I forgot. And we will be on Rockfin soon. That's another thing. All right. That'll be good. Rockfin will be good because then they'll bundle the show with other liberal talk shows. And I hope we'll get more exposure that way. All right. Oh, but I will also have to annoy you about joining Rockfin then, you know? All right. Guys, guys, guys. Hold on a second. I'm trying to find the lower third so people know... Who, where to tweet me if they want to call me a, a dyke? I don't know. God, I'm looking rough these days, right? I got to get out. Rough around the edges. So, you know that a lot of the, uh, uh, what, uh, blah, 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 blah. what am I talking about? Blah, blah, blah. I 
I have a master's degree in communications. It's almost, it's, uh, I guess it's kind of tedious that occupational hazard watching corporate media is, gives me a knot in my stomach because I see it for what it is. I, I don't, you don't need a master's degree to see it like that, but it's, I think it came from the, you, you start to um, learn how to watch media, not uh, passively, as uh, you take it in for what it is—a constructed reality from of those who have power, and they're they're telling you a story uh, from their perspective. So, and that goes for the news as well. The news has an agenda-setting quality. Uh, it tells us which stories are important, which are not important, what perspective is important. But as you noticed, every perspective is coming from the rich and um, the 1%. That's the perspective here in this country. Capitalism is such a fragile system, isn't it? That's what's so tedious about, well, the major, the minority, the tyranny of the minority, and then we have the majority, like the 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 Republican Christians, how they're so put upon, even though they're seventy eight percent of the po- Christian Christians, people who identify as Christians, are seventy eight percent of the population, and they act like they're an oppressed minority, and it's the same thing with capitalism, they are. Capitalism is constantly needs to be stroked and reassessed uh, and re- and saved from itself, but it's oh, it's supposed to be oh, the best, the best, the best. It's so irritating, and thereby, once you label it the best, there's okay, end of conversation. You, there's nothing else you can do. If it's that great, why does it need so much? tinkering why does it constantly um why why are there bread lines okay so we went over this we were talking about this yesterday this sick-ass country that we live in where we're losing three thousand people every single day and uh i don't know if you saw who was this today Uh, he one of these filthy republicans in Congress sat there playing the piano in the middle of the rotunda. Um, have Has he heard of the story about Nero fiddling while Rome burned? It's completely what it reminded me of. But this is where we are. It, metaphorically and liter- literally, there are people at the top of the ladder that don't give a shit that the American people are dying. And then they have their idiots who have been given permission to be selfish pricks. I don't know how they can call themselves patriots. Patriotism and selfishness and greed. I mean, greed right now is the only American value. Here, I want to show you. Here, did you see this? Listen to this. Who is it? Lamar Alexander. Playing Christmas music. 
They can't pass a bill, though, to save people from the bread lines. But the, where the fuck do we live? Uh, excuse me, I'm already cursing. Here's something that irritated me, and it's it's all going to make sense in a second how it's going to come together. Okay? You know, um, I can't stand Donnie Deutsch. He gave me another opportunity to prove myself right in that department by appearing on uh, the corporate media tonight and crying some crocodile tears about how how selfish we all are. And I couldn't believe these people. Really. Um, do they do they own mirrors? I wonder. We're so, so these are the same people who we've been forced to endure um, railing against Medicare for all. Here they are now crying their crocodile tears about how the American people just don't seem to care about each other. Because they cultivated this. You understand? So it's another example of here, here go the elites yet again. Of course, they can't look at themselves, the part they play. It's not, and, and they're giving us this, the, they're telling us, they're setting the, the agenda, and they're telling us that the pro, it's not the system that's broken, it's you. You're broken. And what, what made you so broken that you don't care about your fellow Americans? No, it couldn't have been them. It couldn't have been the fact that we, that we have millions of Americans in this country that have no health care, and we have corporate media millionaire mouthpieces that use their platforms to say, I got mine. They're basically saying that it doesn't matter, that we shouldn't give a shit about the millions that have nothing and the millions that declare bankruptcy for getting sick. These are the same people who are now crying about that we don't care about each other. Who? Well, look in the mirror. Anyway, let's play. Let me play this. I, I couldn't believe what I was listening to. So they're all lamenting. Hold on. Where the heck is it? <laughs> Here we go. I've lost a wife. I've lost a child. I have some small notion of what it's like to get that phone call. I have some small notion of that. And so I know nothing, nothing that good that okay. comes from this. First, they're talking about Joe Biden, how he's... What, he's exactly what we need because he has all he has a, a lot of empathy for us. That's what the American people need, you know, the consoler in chief. So that's what you're listening to if you're on the podcast and you're not seeing. And this is a clip from Joe Biden after nine eleven talking about the loss. Nothing, even if the best occurs and we really get our arms around the terrorist activities worldwide, will give any solace to any of the people who've, who've lost loved ones here. That was then Senator Joe Biden in 2001 on the very day after the September 11th attacks, exemplifying leadership, 
Just as importantly, understanding that for the family and loved ones of the 2,977 people who died that day in the 9-11 tragedy, the pain of their loss is forever and nothing makes it better. Now, President-elect Biden, and no stranger to pain and loss himself, will inherit a country that hasn't even begun to process the astounding mounting level and scope and numbers of lost Americans from this pandemic. The coronavirus has now taken more lives in one day, yesterday, than the total death toll of September 11th. A new record for us, 3,103 Americans died from COVID-19 yesterday. So far, more than 292,000 grandmas, grandpas, moms, dads, teachers, firefighters. And okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Grandmas, moms, dads, papas, dogs, uh, cats living like human beings, babies, brothers, sisters. All of those um, loved ones have been dying needlessly without health care every year. For my entire life, 35,000 Americans die every year without health care needlessly because they can't go to the doctor. That's what happens. And millions more declare bankruptcy. And others are arguing with the, the insurance racketeers constantly for the treatment that they need, the life-saving treatment that they need, their family needs, or the loved ones that we're, that, that we only are, are supposed to care about because of COVID. Now, if you get sick, you better hope it's COVID. If you have a regular old run-of-the-mill flu, you're SLL. Booby? Wait, hold on. So... I went and watched some tape because I remembered Joe Biden. Um, I worked in the White House on 9-11 and I, I just remembered him talking about loss at a time when it was obvious that's what everyone felt, but not a lot of people had the fluency he had. I, I want to show you some more. This, this, is, um, this is Joe Biden on one of the anniversaries. I think he was um, vice president here. Let me watch that and, th and then I want to hear from you, Donnie. Wait a minute. Hmm. Okay. It's a tough day Wait. for all of you who, uh, who lost buddies, lost friends. It's even tougher for the family members who lost friends. I almost wish it was raining today instead of as clear and as bright as it is today. Because when you go through this year after year, it doesn't matter if it's 14 years or 40 years. It brings back memories as if they happened five minutes ago. Good, I know. Donnie, yeah. it's it's almost eerie to hear someone talk like that. Okay, we are wait. so starved. Get ready. Get ready to want to throw up in your mouth. The 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 concern. Unfortunately, how come it never it extends past? their own eyelashes. I don't know. Now we're supposed to, we're, it's not the, and here's the bottom line. It's, listen to what they're saying. It's not the system that's broken. It's the people. People made this. Uh, everything else is running f uh, as planned. It's all good. It's not the selfishness that they've been 
advocating for that they have an entire network and multiple corporate media networks to advocate for. Oh, we'll get to the clips of Donnie Deutsch and the rest of them railing against Medicare for all. See, I don't see the difference here. If you care about your fellow Americans, if they have COVID, why shouldn't you care if they have any other disease? It's completely unacceptable. But here we go again. This is exactly what they've done to this country. They've inflicted this greed-centered selfishness on us. And everybody who stands up and points it out, people like them on this panel say they're a radical socialist and they're crazy and they do everything they can to attack that person. The one who puts their hand up and says, this system is rotten. It's not fair. It's immoral. And it's not only that, it's, it's, un, it's, not a, it's not functioning. We can't have a system that leaves millions behind, where people go bankrupt when sick. And the entire world, if they could figure it out, what's wrong with us? But now, because it's COVID, these people, do they hear themselves? Really? They're all upset how some, I mean, I know that these Trump Trumpanzees, they're a lost cause. Yeah. But what came first, the chicken or the egg? Are these, are these very loud, whiny, fascist bitches running around screaming, um, empowered by a, a greed-centered death cult called the Republican Party? Are they, uh, they've always been with us, but now they're empowered. But what, what's the difference between the, them not giving a shit, period, whether you live or die with COVID, or these corporate media mouthpieces give a shit whether you die because you can't afford your diabetes medicine? That's... Equally, and uh, that's equally repugnant. It's also repugnant, this kabuki theater that we're witnessing, this um, pantomiming um, concern. It's not the American people. Yeah, many people are broken, but they are products of this broken system. And I'm somebody, you're somebody, who gets up and says... We won't take it anymore. This system has to be reformed. Otherwise, we're done. We're done. Not dumb. We're dumb and we're done. And what happens? Somebody like me? They, would I ever get a seat at the table at, at, at an MSNBC platform? Or uh, would I be on a panel? Would... Or, or, or what would... Do they give anybody a voice that actually um, says, actually knows what the hell needs to happen? Somebody, um, 
sent me a message last night, and I saw it after the show was over. Yes, you're right, you're right, but what do we do? And I guess that maybe they're new to the show. But, um, they said, how do, the, how do we fix this? We talk about how we fix it all the time, and it's not that, it's not that hard. Medicare for all is one of the ways we fix it. So uh, Medicare for all, universal health care, universal higher education, policies that bring us together as Americans, not as the, uh, so the rich, rich Americans or poor Americans or black Americans or white Americans, as Americans. That's how we begin to heal this country. But these very same people who get paid a hell of a lot of money to sit there and talk out both sides of their mouth, that's what they're doing. Because if you're that concerned about the immorality of Americans not giving a shit about people with COVID, why are, who are you? You don't have a moral leg to stand on. Because when anybody gets up there and says Medicare for all, is a, healthcare is a right, they go, the, the entire machine of corporatism gets, rolls into gear to do whatever it can to shut that person up or to marginalize the message. Scaremonger. Socialism, socialism, I hate socialism. What are you talking about? They ne- like we say, they never name it. Oh, if they talk about socialism, they're done. Well, what are you talking about? You mean socialist security? Socialist Medicare? Which part of socialism don't you like? How about socialist my uh, blue state tax dollars? You like that? How about, like, Donnie Deutsch, you, how about all of your socialism? Let's go through his taxes and see all of the tax, uh, the government-funded, you know, oh, meaning taxpayer-funded socialist policies that prop up businesses. You know, I mean, not that we can all pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and inherit our daddy's advertising agency. We're not all that, um, you know, special. This sort of language of grief and loss. What are the the traits of a leader? It's it's, it's three things. It's honesty, it's empathy, and it's having a vision. It's honesty to confront a problem and say, we we have a problem and here's the loss, here's the problem. The empathy is the most important part. And I understand and I can feel it. I feel you. And you feel that from him. Is that... Wait, wait, wait. Is that really the most important part? It's such... It's, I cannot stand this. This whole um, consoler-in-chief, the empath-in-chief. Because, like, it's... Um, I guess we're a bunch of infants. I know that Republicans are, but problem and say we we have a problem and here's the loss here's the problem the empathy is the most important part and i understand and i can feel it i feel you you do you feel that from him and the third part is having a vision about how we're going to solve the problem 
Here's the problem. In, in one of your earlier segments, there was a, you were showing a crowd at a, at a Trump rally or, a, or an anti-coronavirus rally, and somebody held up a sign that said, 99% survival rate is not an emergency, which that's the mindset of somebody. If you were in a movie theater with 100 people and one person was going to die, the other 99 shouldn't care, shouldn't huddle around it. And that's the problem in this country. Is- Excuse me, everybody, but isn't that kind of the same as saying... I have my union negotiated health care plan and I, I love my private insurance and don't want to lose it, regardless of the fact that millions of Americans have nothing. I don't see the difference here. But now this, I, 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 it's like, hello, I want, this is why I want, I walk around with a knot in my stomach. He's an advertising guru, supposedly, a branding guru. Supposed to, that means you're supposed to know people, you're able to touch them, you're able to communicate with them, reach them. Does, this, does he really seem like somebody that has those skills? He can't even look at himself. He can't even reach himself. Well, I guess it gives himself a reach around. They all do, all of these elites. It's like a big circle jerk of greed, selfishness, and uh, backslapping. While the rest of us, we're supposed to feel bad. You see? The moral right, oh, we should be nice. Not us. I mean, we're nice. Yes, we are. We're almost too nice to these freaks. But... Yeah, there's a big problem in this country, and it is selfishness and greed because they've turned greed into the only American value. That's the only value worth fighting for, apparently. Greed. So now that you see the consequences, the greed and selfishness and indifference are off the chart, you know, we could just have that in, in small doses, if it's, um, they, I love how they constantly, they praise how Obamacare gave however many, I, don't, I can't remember the statistic, 20 more million, or th- I don't even know, whatever, millions more health care. But it still left millions out. How is that a success? Why? How are we... Um, not so full of shit. How does not, how do, how don't, okay, I can't even talk. Can you see, you hear, I'm babbling. I can't talk because it's beyond, it's crazy making. How is that, I mean, the hypocrisy of promoting a policy that leaves millions out as a success says it all. That's all we need to know about this country. That we have politicians in a government that is funded and corrupted by money, by legal bribes, and these politicians own, they have uh, these corporations, these same corporations that fund the politicians have bought and paid for this uh, um, propaganda channels, co- pro-corporate propaganda channels. So to tell us that the best we can do is leave 
millions behind on the battlefield. And that's okay, because if you got yours, you, hey, you negotiated for that. Your, your union negotiated for that. You're lucky. So fuck them. The rest of your, whoever's left behind, oh, well, that's capitalism. That's America. That's freedom. Except now it's not. They should be, um, they should be happy. Really, this is the system they've been promoting for all these years. They've been protecting for all these goddamn years. While I've been on my little podcast screaming about, hey, um, it's unacceptable that 35,000 Americans needlessly die. Just like Nicole Wallace says, Grandpas, grandmas, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers. Yeah, people. Broken families. Broken, grieving families who will never be the same. That's before coronavirus. How dare they? Really? How effing dare these people? And nobody who points it out. They don't get the shame. They'll get, they get rebooked. You know, I'm sure before Donnie Deutsch got off the air, there was an email in his inbox with his next appearances. It it pisses me off beyond belief because they made this. They they made this system. They have the, the, the giant platform. They're not here saying, please become a patron. They're sitting on their corporate media megaphone spreading divisive lies, spreading the whole meme, the whole zeitgeist of the American experience today is, I got mine. Sucks to be you. Better luck next life, sucker. So if we don't care about our fellow Americans, they played a, these, I'm not just, not just on Fox News, all of the corporate media mouthpieces brought us to this point. I've, how long have I been saying this? Greed is the only American value. How much longer are we going to take it? And thousands, 3,000, over 3,000 Americans dying from this filthy virus that the filthy, disgusting Republicans lied about and spread from sea to shining sea in a, in a country where we leave millions out without health care. So it's going to get, it does get worse. It's almost like it had no other route. We had the lies, we had the indifference, and then we had the greed of the, of the, the for-profit health care racket that doesn't want to pay for treatment are you serious that's how they don't get rich making people well they get rich denying care so when you don't have sick leave and because that's we're the only country that doesn't have mandated guaranteed sick leave or vacation pay you know if you work in england if you work at burger king you get 30 days vacation, standard, pat, 
That's your birthright as a citizen, along with your universal health care. You know, you don't have to worry. The people getting the, the, and, um, the virus, the shots, I mean, what do you call it? The uh, vaccine shots in England, they're not worried about the cost. How much is this going to cost? Is this coming out of my insurance? Who's going to pay? They don't have those fucking stupid bitch concerns like we have here. We're stupid because we are um, willing and eager dupes who've bought into the lies of people like Donnie Deutsch who have a platform. Who? Why does he have a platform? His father gave him an advertising agency. I thought, you know, this, this effing country was supposed to be the antidote to this kind of shit that we have, that we, the people, must listen to our betters by the mere fact, just by the accident of birth. Really? I guess we're, it must be so fortunate for Donnie Deutsch. He so happened to be such um, an amazing and innovative branding expert. Just a coincidence that Daddy had an advertising agency that he let, that he inherited. <sighs> Jesus Christ! We have a part of this country called the ungreatest generation. That is a me culture. And if it doesn't affect me, I don't give a damn. I mean, that sign said it all. And that's the problem. Even if you have Biden's leadership and it has those three traits, if you have a huge part of this population, and we do, and I see the sadness in your face today, Nicole. You you look like you're going to cry. I I feel the same way. And what it comes down to is that certain- He's going to cry. Did you hear that? I feel like I'm going to cry. You look like you're going to cry, Nicole. I feel the same way. I'm going to cry. You didn't cry for the, the millions that have nothing. You don't cry for the 35,000 dead every year for years and years and years and years and years. I mean, how many dead? How many 9-11s we've already experienced? This is beyond um, balls, frankly. This is like the balls uh, the size of a hoppity hop, these bastards. They have no shame. And, I th- and they think, I guess, that... I guess they're... they're maybe, maybe they believe they're on bullshit? Is that it? They really do believe. Everybody has to believe. That's the thing with um, humans. Well, you know, as actors, they say the same thing. Regardless of whether you're playing a... I'm not an actor, but this is what I've heard. I know some actors. If Whether you're playing a, um, a villain or a hero, you always have to... Um, you approach your, your role as um, somebody who always thinks you know, the, that they're doing the right thing. They're the good guy. Even the villain thinks he or she is the good guy. So I don't understand, though. If you're supposed to be so um, such a genius at communication, uh, 
do you really think you are that you're not you're not an unabashed hypocrite what is the goddamn difference between not giving a shit about people who have covid and not giving a shit about people who can't get health care in general one is moral and the other is excusable i don't know because of greed i don't know it's 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 fascinating and nobody on the panel i mean maybe uh who's that guy eddie gloud he's kind of a progressive but he didn't challenge him of course he wouldn't you don't do that it's not polite they were all friends, of, of course. But if I was on that panel, I'd say, are you serious? Are you kidding me? Are, do you really, um, are you really saying these words? Are they coming out of your mouth or am I dreaming? Because aren't you the same person that said, we can't have Medicare for all, otherwise we'll look like effing Denmark. As if that's a bad thing. You know, because Denmark, one of the happiest places on earth. Where I, you know how many people needlessly die without health care there? Let me see. Let me do the math. Carry the two. Zero. Fraction. Uh, 0.1. Zero. Zero people. <sighs> people can't be led. If you have enough people who just don't give it don't give a damn unless it affects them is this fucking guy for real and we have a segment that is the ungreatest generation yes. and that and that's, that's you that we have here that's that you can't feel well, can't look I mean, at that maybe... three thousand and go those are people they can't they can't process it they can't if it doesn't affect them they can't process what it. and that's it but and I, that's I sad can't isn't being it in a movie theater don it's very sad this is sad this uh, this is total gaslighting right here. It's insane. I can't believe when I was listening to this, I couldn't believe it. I was like, no wonder I have a knot in my stomach. That's really what I was thinking. The hypocrisy, the balls, the goddamn shamelessness of it all. The inf- it's infuriating. So why wouldn't somebody, uh, I, I, you know, somebody needs to pull these people's covers? Are you kidding me? But it's a circle jerk. Of course, they would never do that. But challenge this idiot. Are you kidding me? What's the difference? You're the one who doesn't want Medicare for all. You're the one who's pining that we um, need to leave millions out. And if one person started choking, everybody wouldn't get up and call 911. Like, I just refuse to believe that that's who we are. I I think there's a a chunk of the country that's been fed lies, and I'm not taking out the responsibility for believing the lies and being attracted to the lies. I know a lot of people who are high on the lies, myself in my own life. But I refuse to believe that we can't be led, at least some of us, to a somewhat brighter place. It it is the absence of any forum for feeling the loss. Go ahead. But maybe we have to get to a point 
that maybe there are 50 million jerks in this country. Yeah, and you're one of them. Truth. And how do we manage that? Because Joe Biden is doing everything right. And when you see that sign and you see maybe there's a chunk of us that really suck. Yes, you're one of them. I'm sorry to yell. Eddie. He's like, what? Uh, well, I'm think, stunned. You know, Donnie has touched on something. And, and I think that, you know, we need a Look new Donnie's moral and social face. contract between each other. Yeah, we do. Um, the moral but... and social contract of the nation has been shredded. Yeah, what are our obligations this... to each other? This is his opportunity to jump in there and say, excuse me, if I know he's a polite person. But say, are you I'm in shock listening to you? Can you hear yourself? You're the same one who, you, all of you, Nicole Wallace and Donnie Deutsch, especially Donnie Deutsch, he's almost, he's intolerable. The way he advocates, the way he is so adamantly f- fearful, eh, the way he fear mongers against Medicare for all or anything that looks like helping somebody um, giving the American people a fair freaking shot it's unreal these people do they realize I, I don't know do they understand that we're living in a country that is living check to check they don't seem to give a shit all of that the immorality of that and they're talking about, oh, these are people who say that uh, oh, um, it doesn't matter. Um, 90, what was the, he was pointing out a sign at one of the Trump anzies, a, a um, 99% cure rate isn't an emergency. And then he made the correlation that, oh, it's like if somebody was choking in a movie theater, one per, uh, of a hundred people and uh, they wouldn't, ma- you know, they wouldn't do anything about it. We have Americans who are metaphorically choking in a movie theater every single day without health care for generations. Everybody has a story. Everybody I know, I, I have a story, you have a story. We all have stories about getting denied being, um, you know, getting that, uh, that unexpected bill. Knowing somebody. I, I told you the story before about a friend of mine who was in her 30s. All of a sudden got this weird-ass kidney disease. She was in the ICU for a month. With she's has, she had um, she was a professor. She she had very good insurance there, and also her husband was a union carpenter. He had good insurance. They still owed over a hundred thousand dollars and more. I think I'm I think I'm remembering it. I'm lowballing it because while she was recovering, after almost losing her life, the phone would not stop ringing. And I was at her house, and she's like, don't pick it up. It's them again. It's the fucking collection agencies. And I was like, what are you going to do? And she's like, what can I do? They gotta, they'll gotta, they keep calling, but I can't. I got nothing to pay them with. These mother effing fuckers. 
That's what you're supposed to do when you're you you just almost died, and that's what you need on top of your con- concentrating on your recovery, which you can't do. You have to deal with dodging phone calls from freaking ghouls. Sick, and and in between, okay, uh, this country, oh my god. In between all that, the reality of that, of your life, and that uh, after almost a near-death experience, then when you turn on the corporate media, you got to hear this shit. Bullshit. Hmm. Wait, 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 wait. Reality. Eddie. Look at him. Oh, he's so mad. He's blinking. His eyes are watering. With crocodile tears. God. Well, I think, you know, Donnie has touched on something. And and I think that, you know, we need a new moral and social contract between each other. Um, The moral and social contract of the nation has been shredded. What are our obligations to each other? What are our sense of concerns to each other? Uh, You know, death leaves this mark. It grooves its patterns in us. You don't, you don't Very get over poetic. It, right? And so you have people all over this country who are grieving. And as I've said before, that grief is tinged with regret because they weren't able to say goodbye right. They weren't able to say goodbye right, Nicole. And that, that gives death a different kind of sting. Oh, my God. And yeah. so I think when we live, we have to kind of come to, to a kind of conclusion. You know, in the theater, Nicole... Some people will come to the help of that one person. Others will probably pull out their phone and start taping. Some will start, you know, turn their attention back to the Look at Donnie Deutsch's face. Uh, So part of what we have to do is to understand that the social fabric of the country has been torn. By who? So we have to imagine a different way of being together with each other. But death leaves this mark. My God, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, I went and watched some tape because I remembered Joe Biden. Um, I worked in the White House on 9-11, and I just remembered him talking about loss at a time when it was obvious that's what everyone felt, but not a lot of... (laughs) Russian bot (laughs) on the chat, he says. I'm high as a billy goat. (laughs) What is Eddie talking about exactly? It's like... Do you feel boxed in, drawn out? He's, it's just a bunch of words that mean nothing. Just a bunch of words coming out. My God, the sting of death. My, my goodness, my goodness. People had the fluency he had. I, I want to show you some more. This this is, um, oh, isn't it this great? is Joe Biden on one of the anniversaries. The I think empathy. He was, um, Vice President here. Let me watch. Wait, I don't care. Who cares? Did we watch this already? I... Of grief and loss. What are the, what are the traits of a leader? It's, oh, it's yes. three things. It's honesty. It's empathy. We watched this already. That's the. It's the same clip basically. It was. It came from two, two different places. I thought it was a different piece, part of the same interview. But yeah, um, here's. Remember when. Um, What's his name? John Hickenlooper wouldn't call himself a capitalist and the Morning Joe crew went fucking nuts. Willie, I just got a text from uh, one of the smartest people I know in politics who said, oh, my God, the Democratic Party's in crisis. They've gotten to a point where 
an American success story can't even say he's a capitalist. Yeah, that was extraordinary. I thought Governor Hickenlooper, who has done very well in life because he started up this beer company in Denver, became mayor, became the governor of the state, has benefited from capitalism. He couldn't say that he was a capitalist because he was worried about that label. I think it's a statement about where the Democratic Party is. I think it's a statement about fearing the left flank of the party. You've seen Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders obviously oh sticking to the core God, of who they shut are. Up. Even now, people who are not Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, people who are capitalists by definition, by the virtue of the <coughs> success they've had in their lives, afraid to use the word. It's incredible. It is incredible. And Donnie Deutsch, I know you've said it, but I mean, others, uh, again, uh, are saying it. The Democratic Party Look at is his in face. crisis right now. Trump is going to devour. It's, he's such, he's so um, hard to bear. I can't believe I have to share the same air with people like this. All of them. He's so disgusted. Gee, I wonder why capitalism has a bad rap. But listen, it gets better. Every one of these candidates, if they can't say they support capitalism, but yes, it needs to be reformed. It's had to be. It had to be reformed after you know after the Gilded Age. It had to be reformed by Teddy Roosevelt. It had to be reformed by FDR. It had to be reformed again by LBJ. Yes, capitalism has to be reformed from time to time to work for all Americans. But my God, if you're <laughs> from time to time. Oh, I hit the wrong button. Ah. From time to time. That's five times in a hundred years. It had to be reformed by FDR. It had to be reformed in the Gilded Age. It had to be reformed in the Progressive Era. It had to be reformed in the New Gilded Age. It had to be reformed to work for all Americans. It doesn't work for all Americans. That's why. And that, So when you go off about socialism, that's why we're in this boat. How does capitalism get reformed? It gets reformed by socialism, democratic socialism. That's what we're talking about. Regulating corporations so they don't treat you, me, and the rest of us, and all the mamas and, and daddies and grandpappies that Nicole Wallace is crying crocodile tears over. It doesn't treat them as just goddamn hosts from which to suck profit and discard. And we don't get into a position like this where it's your money or your life. You know, where people don't go bankrupt when they're sick. That's capitalism. Capitalism gave us this. I mean, gave us, it helped give us this kiss-up, kick-down country where the elites who own everything, who own the government, who own the media, are sitting there... Telling us that the problem is um, we're not nice to each other. Yeah, we're supposed to be nicer to each other while the rich are riding us mercilessly to the bank. Be nice, be kind, like uh, like Ellen and the war criminal. Be kind. Jesus Christ! It had to be. Yes, yes. Oh, well, thank you for being so gracious and admitting that capitalism has to be reformed from time to time. That sounds like every generation has to reform it. Except that 
we're getting lower and lower and lower on the ladder. Now we're down to one-third not being able to retire. Don't worry. They're, they're fine. Scarborough, Willie Geist, all of them, Deine Deutsch, they're fine. They're going to retire. They're going to go on vacations. They have nice days off. If they get sick, they can take a sick leave. They don't have to go to work. If they have COVID, they can, they can, they have the luxury, you know, of staying home and isolating. They have that luxury. They don't, if they get sick, they can say, gee, I'm going to go to the doctor about this. They don't have to juggle it with the rest of their bills. Can I afford this? Or I hope this isn't COVID while I'm driving my Uber tonight. I don't feel quite right, but I can't not get in the car and hustle and do my DoorDash and my Uber or whatever the hell I do. You know, God. Bernie Sanders, obviously sticking to the core of who they are, but even now people who are not Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth oh, Warren, yo. people who are capitalists by definition, by the oh. virtual <laughs> success they've had in their lives, success. afraid to use the word. It's incredible. It is incredible. And Donnie Deutsch, I know you've said it, but I mean, others, uh, again, uh, are saying it. The Democratic Party is in crisis right now. Trump is going to devour every this is one from of March these candidates 2019. if they can't say they support capitalism. But yes, it needs to be reformed. It's had to be. Re it had to be reformed after you know after the Gilded Age. It had to be reformed by oh, Teddy yes, Roosevelt. Yes. It had to be reformed by FDR. It had, it had to, to be, be reformed, reformed by, by LBJ. By yes, yes, yes. It has to be reformed all the time. So wouldn't that say something to you? You don't see that happening in New Zealand or in Canada or you don't see that happening. They, they're not reforming democratic socialism every 20 years, are they? So it works for everybody. Do you see that happening? They're not doing that in Switzerland and Norway. They're not reforming the democratic socialist state. So it works for everybody? No, it just seems to kind of work. Jesus Christ. Socialism has to be reformed yeah. from time to time to work for all Americans. Sure it does. Why? Why do we have to reform it all the time? It's like, if it worked, it's, if it's so great, then it would not require... There's so many corpses, so much blood, so much divisiveness, and so much, so much tinkering. You can still be rich. Hick and Luker can still be rich. This is what they don't seem to understand. What we're talking about is regulating capitalism so we don't have to reform it every 20 years. So when you get in the game, but you're, you know the rules. You can't have a corporation if it doesn't pay a living wage. If you can't do that, then you don't deserve the right to have a business here in the United States. These are the ground rules. But here in the United States of serfs and lords, 
we, those ground rules have, have been legislated away. And here we go again. Now we got to reform capitalism again? Well, in the meantime, how many have to die? How many did die? So according to all of these corporate media mouthpieces, it's fine that 35,000 Americans die every year. Now all of a sudden, though, they're feeling empathy for people who have COVID. It's so freaking, it's, it's really um, typical. The picking and choosing, it's uh, of the, the disease du jour. Why is that okay? That's okay. Oh, you're, you feel empathy for people who have COVID, but not f- people who have cancer? Had to deal with... How about that? Remember that article we were reading about that woman who had cancer and she called up her Republican representative and the idiot on the phone said, well, if I don't... If I can't afford a dress shirt, I don't buy it. You know, just sort of like if I can't afford cancer treatment, I don't get it. Is that it? But that's according to capitalism. If you can't afford it, you can get as much health care as you can afford. You can get as much education as you can afford. That's capitalism. Well, it's not. It's also um, the system the founders rebelled against, but... Remember that? I'm trying to find it. Tom Tillis's, yeah. And then they said, oh, it was a, a staffer. He's been reprimanded for, for saying exactly what we all say around the office. Yeah, the staffer said, what happened? The staffer for Tom Tillis has been call- was called by Bev Veals, one of her one of the the North Carolina constituents and a three-time cancer survivor. Gee, you might think that uh that might give somebody, I don't know. You might somebody like Donnie Deutsch might feel empathy for somebody like that. Well, she didn't have COVID. COVID and cancer, about her health insurance status. Frustrated by the staffer's lack of empathy, Veals tries to make him understand her and her husband's situation by asking him to imagine his parents in their position, out of work, struggling to continue to pay their health insurance premiums. Can you imagine? What a fucked up country we live in. What do you mean, can you imagine? Yes, we don't have to imagine. This is where we live. That's when the staffer, according to Veals, told her that his parents would gladly die if they couldn't afford medical care. You know, Republicans are really about dying nowadays, aren't they? They, they want you to die. They, they say granny should die to take one for the team, so the, in, for the economy, so Twitler can have a good economy. Remember that? Granny. Everybody should die but them. They get the best treatment. They get the best socialized medicine our money can buy. It's, what is the difference between this kind of system and the system the founders rebelled against? Where the elites and the, the, the king and all of his, his heirs and all of, 
uh, all of his uh, his court would get the best treatment. They would get anything, anything they wanted. When the people, what, what would the people can go pound sand? They can go eat cake. Veal said she was incensed by the comment and said, but healthcare, yes. Oh, and the staffer said, just like if I want to go to the store and buy a new dress shirt. If I can't afford that dress shirt, I don't get it. And I was watching something somewhere, I don't remember. And they were showing clips of um, people who, are, who have COVID. They were showing clips from the ICUs. And they're, they're showing them, I think actually now they're, it was on the Rachel Maddow show, and they were showing how they turn the people over from lying on their back to being prone on their, lying on their stomachs. Apparently that makes it easier for them to breathe. So the, but there's a whole process uh, where six, seven people have to go and help turn people. But these are, when they were showing the person being turned, that person, the person's unconscious. They're on a ventilator. You're not conscious when you're on a ventilator. So that person, you know, why didn't they get on on the phone and find the best ventilator service, you know, the most affordable one. They can call up, maybe if they were in Presbyterian, they'll call up NYU and say, hey, I got COVID here, I, uh, I'm having a hard time breathing. Over here, they're uh, offering me an ICU for 5,000 a night. What about you, can you do better? I got, do I hear COVID, uh, I got health, I have health insurance. Do I hear going once, going twice? Who wants my health, who wants my, my busted up lungs? Uh, if you don't, okay, I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna take it up to uh, Mount Sinai. Why doesn't they get, why don't they get on the phone and haggle? You know, that's what you're supposed to do. Find the best price. You know what's best for your family, for yourself. I don't need no government telling me what to do with my, my health. I, I, my health care is my choice. That's freedom. You know, when you're unconscious and you can't breathe. Well, I mean, you should have prepared for that. Jeez. Fucking unbelievable. So that's what you're supposed to do. Be like, oh, sorry, I can't afford it. Never mind. I'll just go home and die. I'm unconscious. I'm in a coma. But hey, Doc, are you in network? That's the other thing I can't stand about these fuckers. Yeah, it's the the problem with the this country is for profit healthcare private health insurance that's i mean on top of every other problem we have that's the problem all right where where was i there's another clip i want to show too but here let's get back to these idiots my god if you're afraid to say you're a capitalist 
in America. Look at I'm him. Gonna He's going to cry now. Tweeting day may not like it. Let me just let me let you in on a little secret. All right, go ahead. If I'm listening. Is a crisis for your party? You're going to lose in 2020. Just you know what? Pull up the the, the, the stakes on the tent and just pack her up. The party's over. You're going to lose in a landslide, <clears throat> Joe. I'm going to take it one Did step further. Did we lose further, in a landslide? This is how dangerous socialism. I, I find Donald Fuck Trump you. reprehensible as okay, a human being. Okay, here we go. Remember but this. A socialist candidate is more dangerous to this company, country as far as the strength and well-being of our really? country than Donald Trump. I would vote oh, for you Donald son Trump, of a, a despicable human being. Mm. No, I, you won't. I, I, let me tell you Stop something. Yourself. You're a freak. You see that? Let me correct myself. You see that? There you go. A greedy ghoul. No, that's the same one. Let's remember. He's the same one. Crying. I've lost a wife. I've lost... Tougher. Wait, where is it? Oh. The empathy is the most important part. And I understand <laughs> and I can feel it. I feel you. And you feel that from him. And the third part is having a vision about how we're going to solve the problem. Here's the problem. In, in one of your earlier segments, there was a, you were showing a crowd at a, at a Trump rally or, a, or an anti-corona rally, and somebody held up a sign that said, 99% survival rate is not an emergency, which that's the mindset of somebody if you were in a movie theater with 100 people and one person was going to die, the other 99 shouldn't care, shouldn't huddle around it. And that's the- That's my point exactly with them. Why should you- um, what are you talking about? What, I, we should all care that someone is left out, left behind. But he, he's, he's making my argument, but he doesn't seem... I don't know. It's, this is gaslighting. That's what it is. We're being gaslit by the corporatocracy. The problem in this country is that we have a part of this country called the ungreatest generation that is a me culture. And if it doesn't affect me... I don't give a damn. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Always help myself. You, you I, know, you you will you never know. vote. I, I, thank you, Joe. I would vote for Donald Trump, a despicable human being. Mm. No, I, you I, won't. I, I, let me tell you Stop something. Stop yourself. Let, let me correct myself. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Always help myself. You, you I, know, I, you you will you never vote I, I for a bigot, I, a guy I, I, that's made bigoted correct. statements I, I for guess. the past three Joe, years. Thank you for thank you for correcting me. I stand corrected. Oh, really? No, he would. And there we go. Bigoted statements for the last three years. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Donnie Deutsch, he's got his. He's got his. Here's another one from him where is it they're they're so it's, it's so tedious Mayor Pete Buttigieg surging nationally to second place former Vice President Joe Biden hanging on to a lead with 24 percent he's up three points since last month but the story of this poll is that Elizabeth Warren's support has been cut in half in just a month down 14 points since October. She now sits Ooh. in third place within the margin of error at 14%. Biden leads the field in support among women voters and those over 65 years old. Buttigieg follows in second place with older voters and leads among white voters. Oh my God, remember no this? Memory degree. lane. Um, Donnie, let's keep that up for a second. Elizabeth Warren, the original poll, down 14 points. She was at 28 a month ago. Down Much. to 14 Listen. right now. Why? Why? Because if you look inside this poll, Support for Medicare for all oh, plummeting down yeah, to 36% support. It, it could yeah, have nothing to do is. with the, the incessant drumbeat of corporate media. But let's 
all cry our crocodile tears about how selfish we all are, how we don't care about each other. We should all care about each other, shouldn't we, Nicole and Donnie? We should all care, except when we shouldn't care, except when it's Medicare for all, except when it's actually caring. Except when it cuts into our bottom line. When they're already rich. They're already rich. This fucking guy never worked a day in his life. can't tell 160 million people you're going to take something away from You hear this? That's it. Right there. You can't tell 160 million people you're going to take something away from them by giving everybody health care. By ensuring that nobody gets left out. That everybody gets to go to a doctor and in fact they get to go to the doctor of their choice since there's no networks it's all in network in network is a thing of the past it's another one of these goddamn bad dreams like pre-existing conditions you can't tell people that they're you're 160 million people are gonna take something away we're not taking something away from them you hear them they they brought us to this point. Well, that's his branding genius, I suppose. It's sort of like a Frank Luntz. You know, don't call it the estate tax. Call it the death tax. Don't say that everybody's going to have health care. Say you're taking something away from people who already have it. And be- you better just beat that drum of I got mine. Sucks to be you. Fuck you. Leave the everybody behind. If anybody, if, they, if, if somebody has needlessly dies, oh, well. But, you know, what a difference a day makes. Right, Donnie Deutsch? When they fake care about people. I've lost a wife. Wait, here. A sign that said, to die. The other 99 shouldn't care, shouldn't huddle around it. And that's the problem in this country is that we have a part of this country called the ungreatest generation that is a me culture. And if it doesn't affect me, I don't give it there. Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. Uh, I think her her. And I also think the electability thing right now. Why? Because if you look inside this poll, Support for Medicare for all plummeting down to 36% support. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty simple. This country, you can't tell 160 million people you're going to take something away from it that they already have. And I also think the electability thing. You I, I've said this all along. I've taken some heat. I do not think she's electable. I think she would get uh, trounced in a landslide by Trump. But I think people are yeah, sensitive. She's a that. woman, right? And I also think she has a likability. She's got no likable. Uh, she's her, not likable. A woman. Kind of high school principal demeanor. Please, this is not a gender oh thing. This is oh, just kind yes. Of tone and manner thing. It's not a gender thing. He's, this is how unconscious they are. But they got the big bucks and the big platforms. It drives me insane, clearly. I'm sorry. I know. But it all, we have to discuss it, I believe. Because this really, what, we, what we, we're enduring with the propaganda in this country is probably, um, it's equally as important as uh, policies, enacting, well, not policies, uh, enacting or pushing our uh, political um, choices.
I don't know. Why can't I find the fucking words? I hope I'm not. I don't know. I hope I'm not getting onset early Alzheimer's, really. That's what happens when I can't find words. I hope. I mean, you never know. My father had Alzheimer's, so I always have that in the back of my mind. But anyway, the point me not find words? What the hell? But you see the difference here? The point is if we don't have the message, do you hear the message that's getting out there? As if that's as if that's an American message. And it is. I guess it's an American message if you're a selfish prick. But then you don't get to cry that we're a bunch of selfish pricks. That's why I'm... I'm uh, I have this... I feel like my head is spinning. We're such unabashed, tedious hypocrites. Uh... I, I think the American public, the more they see, the more they're going, hmm, this is not the answer. Well, actually, she was doing well on her performance yeah. out in the campaign trail. It was yeah. when she put forth a policy, yeah. Steve, that they said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want 160 million people to lose their health insurance. You, I, I would respect you son of a bitch. How? Ask, answer me this. How does 160 million people lose their health insurance by ensuring that 360 million people, every single person in the country, has fucking health care. You see how crafty and devious that is? Losing your health care um, by insuring every, by making sure that nobody ever has to die needlessly without health care. Ensuring that everybody has health care as a right is actually losing your health care these sick son of a bitches but you notice i mean i'm harping on it i know but then you don't hear them crying about the system this is the system they created they want this system they they protect it they suckle this system like a baby sucking a binky while they point fingers oh it's you you should why are you so selfish? It's such a shame how the American people have, have absolutely no morality. But they're moral? So, because they're protecting 160 million people from losing their health care by ensuring that everybody gets health care? I mean, by ensuring that everybody, that millions don't have health care. Excuse me. That's, this is the logic. And... The reason I believe so strongly in, in the liberal media and that we don't have a shot without it is we have to change this messaging. You see, most people who watch corporate media, they're watching it passively and they're going to hear that shit and it's just going to sink in. And they're going to be like, yeah, nobody wants to. Uh, how can we approve this it's going to make 160 million people lose their health care no we uh, uh, when when we're crying crocodile tears about how immoral we are let's include the fact that those um patriots people who are patriotic and are moral human beings don't leave millions without health care 
you know, that I got mine isn't a patriotic rallying cry. I got mine? Said no, said no soldier ever, right? Uh, if you have a, a, a selfish soldier yeah, storming the beaches of Normandy, that soldier is called a coward. Right? But we hear how there's nothing... What are, what's that? Uh, to lay your life, nothing more beautiful or something in the world to lay down one's life for a friend. But not lay down... Not, not, in, not go through the inconvenience of some paperwork to ensure that everyone has health care. I mean, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, if you're a normal person. But, of course, this country is effed up. Oh, that's not from... Uh, it's not a poem. It's from the Bible. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down one's life for a friend. Hmm. Whoops. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Where is that clip? I'm looking for... Here we go. Mayor Pete Buttigieg surging. You can't be for this thing. And, um, and, I think, uh, and I think her electability is a factor as well. But I look... Can you believe these people? Wait, why do I keep clicking that? It's so annoying. Poll. This is one poll showing a very dramatic yeah, change. But it could also be a timing thing with with Elizabeth Warren that she may have peaked a little too early because she does have a she had a really good ground game, as, as Steve said, and I agree with Donnie on the Medicaid for all certainly hurt her. But that all happened at roughly the same you time son and of a also bitch. at a time where the Hunter Biden stuff exploded. Biden was a little bit on his, getting all the attention. She really, after the, the debate before the last one, she got crushed on that stage. She was taking fire from everybody. Yeah. So I think it could have been also a timing thing. And I so, also want to look at some yeah. likability numbers. I, there's there's been a good campaign. And I, I think a lot of our audience right now are shaking their heads at home. I, I do think there's a likability issue there. Well, she was, like I just say, she was Because you're a fucking she, misogynist. Right, officially put out the poll about Medicare for all. Um, Kareem, uh, so oh, my Biden, God. Uh, again, after another... Uh, they all hate Medicare for all, especially Donnie Deutsch and uh, Willie Geist. It's, it's unreal. Where's this one? All right, here's another clip I wanted to play. Let's get off these two fuckers. But, you know, you get the point. That's why we do the show. We counteract these the unpatriotic, selfish prick corporate media propaganda. And um looking at the chat right now, thank you, Shannon, for your super chat and welcome back. I don't know where the fuck you've been. Excuse my language. Thank you for your super chat and thank you, Jim, for your super chat. I'm glad to see you. Better late than never. Right? You're late to the party. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're late to class. Yes, it's all about the money, Play Dave says. Of course it is. And this is why we have to change the narrative. Without having... I'm telling... All right, I'm, re, I'm repeating. I'm reiterating. Without having the message of what we're talking about here, reframing the message that we have to 
get it has to get to the point where those fuckers you know the ones that we just watched donnie deutsch and them crying their crocodile tears about people not caring about their fellow americans with covid that they don't have the that that they're shamed if they if they dare get on their corporate media mouthpiece networks and say that it's that leaving millions out leaving millions with no health care is um act, is is actually patriotic i mean they don't have a leg to stand on but you see how they twist everything we have to untwist it so it gets to the point where anybody who dares say something like that on the corporate media gets challenged because otherwise the other mouthpieces will look like a bunch of tools and the people who watch the shows won't tolerate it because they'll know the truth no, um, leaving people behind is not patriotic. And, and, and you're t- the way they twist it, you're going to take health care from 160 million people? Well, you know who does that, who takes health care from 160 million people? That's the for-profit health racket that they're protecting. Oh, God. Here's, I'm going to get into it more because I received an email earlier today from one of our Tara Buster community, one of our supporters, Joey Bay. He sent, um, he sent an email. Uh, he's always keeping me in the loop on many things. And there was some, one of the, the new Republican representatives who will soon be... <sighs> screwing up this country from inside the halls of power. She was on Fox News, Fox and Friends, GOP Congresswoman-elect. And she's, she's got a, a daughter. Oh, yes, not a son, a daughter. With a pre-existing condition. A daughter who, who was born with a pre-existing condition. So pre-existing conditions protections are very dear to her you see because they only see the light of when something affects them directly but you uh wait wait i'm gonna play the clip the way that every the way it's twisted it's i really don't know how she's standing she's twisted so much into a pretzel come on where is it Texas back in the Supreme Court once again, urging justices to strike down Obamacare. The state's next Republican Congresswoman, Beth Van Dyne, calling the health care law one of the biggest lies in American history. It was her daughter's pre-existing health. One of the biggest lies. You'll see, because she twists the Washington Post or something, gave Obamacare. Uh, it made it. It made the, the Obama's statement that... If you like your doctor, you can keep it. That was suppo- that was the lie of the year, one year. So these these fascists are twisting that into saying that the entire thing. They said the entire ACA is 
the lie of the year. Okay, so. Condition that first got her into politics, and she says reform is needed, but that the but. Affordable Health Care Act is failing America. Congresswoman-elect uh, Beth Van Dyne joins us now. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's good great to, to see be you here. again. Yeah, good to have you here. Tell us your story about your daughter. Well, you know, my daughter was when she was first born, she um, was was identified as having an eye condition. They didn't know necessarily what it was, but she ended up having nine surgeries her first year, and we had to fight with insurance so companies to make sure that those were covered. No parent should have to do that. But what we found was, and this is a long time ago, but pre-existing conditions are very important that we have covered. I don't answer me this. When did Republicans ever give a shit about anybody's condition, pre-existing or otherwise? Anybody? Now, all of a sudden, they want our pre-existing conditions protected. Get the fuck out of here. How? Somebody. I actually tweeted at her. Not that I got a response. Asking her, what? please tell me when... Republicans, give me one example. If there's, if they love your pre-existing conditions protections, and they always believe that Americans should be protected, there should be uh, something, some article, some statement, something from a Republican representative or senator giving a speech, a fiery, passionate speech about how much Republicans will are dedicated to protecting the American people's pre-existing conditions protections. They, uh, they do count on the stupidity of the American uh, dumbasses, really, don't they? It's the, that's one thing you can really bank on. There's not many things you can, you can count on in life. Death and taxes and Republican stupidity. Really, they must really enjoy being taken advantage of constantly, being ridden to the bank like borrowed mules, like stupid borrowed mules, being lied to right to their faces. Uh, anybody, can we go back in time? Just go back in time. That's all. There's, YouTube isn't a new invention. There should be some clips. Right? Show me some clips of John Boner. And you know how he used to cry all the time? Show me a clip of him crying about Americans' pre-existing conditions protections. All I know is that when Obamacare, when we were fighting to regulate the for-profit health insurance racket. Because if the for-profit health, health insurance racket was functioning, was, if it wasn't a blood-soaked, greed-centered waste that has absolutely no business being in your doctor's office, because it does nothing, all it does is stand in your doctor's office figuring out ways to deny you care. That's it. But... You know, there there should be some some article, some speech, something uh, for the Republicans saying we will protect your pre-existing conditions protection. Not 
uh, until uh, after uh, after Obamacare was passed, and then they started focus grouping the morons. They don't like that mandate, you know, because nobody likes mandates. To, 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 freedom. So we don't like being mandated to wear a mask. To we don't want to do anything because that's what patriotism means. When you're a fascist freak, it means never having to give a shit about anybody else but yourself. And all of a the sudden, the, but they focus grouped the dummies and they like their pre-existing condition protect. They also like their other protections. They like getting, um, you know, preventative care for free. They like their, their prescription, their uh, being covered, hospitalization. See, this is the thing with Republicans. They're so stupid. They don't realize that, or they don't remember. I guess it's selective memory syndrome. They, that before the ACA, you, the insurance racket could sell you any kind of shit. You could pay for the privilege of having an insurance racket card in your pocket, but when you went to use it, it, did nothing it covered nothing they could pick and choose well you should know this is what republicans say what you need why should government tell you what health care you need yes because that's how health care works right this year eh, when i'm doing my when i'm planning for the year i'm like eh, i won't get cancer this year i'm gonna put that off or, you know what, this year I'm not going to fall and break my leg. I'm going to. I'll do that in 2022. That's the nature of health. You don't know. One day you're standing. Next day you, you're sick. That's how it works. But these idiots, I'm, I'm so sick of listening. How whenever they get up anywhere on any of the propaganda networks they all have to qualify it trust me we all believe that everybody needs their pre-existing conditions protections don't we all we always did we agree right even when during the obamacare remember the town halls oh my god the morons that we all had to endure and we have we still have to endure them I'm done enduring them. I don't know about you. I went to one of these town halls when the uh, ACA debate was happening here in Queens. I went to one. <clears throat> and there were a bunch of dum-dums there. Not everybody. The majority were normal. But then there were a bunch of tea, tea baggers. And they got up. One of the, and it was a young man. Or excuse for a man. Like a, an incel. In today's parlance, he would be an incel. He would be called an incel or a QAnon. Well, a QAnon incel. And he got up and he said to the representative, and I can't remember the guy's name. He said, where, he had a pocket constitution. And he said, where in this constitution does it say that you have the right to tell people they need to buy health care or they should get health care or whatever the fuck he said. And, of course, I, I, the, guy, they, the guy actually answered, well, the, the general welfare clause. That's where it says that. Anyway, 
then I got up and I said to the, and I did get applause, I must say, because I said, don't listen to these freaks. They, because trust me, once we pass universal health care, they'll all be lining up, not only to get it, but to position themselves as the champions of universal health care. So we have an obligation to keep evolving in spite of them. And then everybody applauded. Because it's the truth. We, that's what we have to do. Invo- evolve without them. They'll come kicking and screaming as they always do. You don't see them going, I hate my Medicare. You know, all the St. Reagan worshipers of today, they, they're the ones they receive. Remember, they received that, he, he put together a, a record, an LP, a long playing record to fear monger about Medicare how one day, if we pass Medicare, future generations will look back and say, there was a time in America when men were free. Here, let me look this up. This is what they do. It's the same shit all the time. Yes. One day... We'll all look back and say, remember when men were free? Yes, free. You know, in my, in my opinion, in, in the opinion of Earth, the rest of Earth, that, uh, you know what, if, you're, if you can't go to the doctor when you're sick, you're not free. Here, look. Wait, here it is. Come on, come on. Uh, wait. Most of us in Hollywood are very well aware of the concept or the misconception that many people, our fellow citizens, have about people in show business. Whatever, let's get to the end. To the House Office Building, Washington, D.C. If he's a senator, to the... Write those letters now, call your friends and tell them to write them. If you don't, this program, I promise you, will pass just as surely as the sun will come up tomorrow. And behind it will come other federal programs that will invade every area of freedom as we have known it in this country. (laughs) Until one day, as Norman Thomas said, we will awake to find that we have socialism. Oh, my God. If you don't do this, and if I don't do it, one of these days, you and I... Wait, 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 wait. We're going to have socialism? We will awake to find that we have socialism. And if you don't do this, and if I don't do it, one of these days, you and I are going to spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. No war! Hang on! What's my hangers doing in this closet when I told you no war hangers ever? I don't know why that went <laughs> That was a happy accident? When men were free. Oh, my God. What? What are we doing? Why do we have to endure these freaks? Anyway, all right, let's keep playing this video. I don't know how much I can take, but where is it? 
any Republican would say anything different. Yes, of course not. <laughs> but the not. fact is, is that the, through the Affordable all, Care Act, pre- even the Washington Post called it condition. You know, the biggest lie of the year. You See, know, okay, it, let me so, remind you. You hear what she just said? Probably not because I was talking over it. Is that the, through the Affordable Care Act, even the Washington Post called it, you know, the biggest lie of the year. That's not what the Washington Post said, you lying bitch. You hear how this is what they do. Fascism, propaganda, it has a grain of truth to it. The, and it's very easy to um, ma- manipulate the easily manipulated morons. The Washington Post did not call it the greatest lie of the year. It said that Obama saying that if you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That was the lie of the year. Okay. But you know what? I have to say, Obama probably, he, he wasn't, he couldn't believe how um, the American people were like, how they would pine for this for-profit health insurance racket like a bunch of battered spouses pining for an abuser. So, if you like your doctor, you can keep it. The thing that always gets on my nerves about Democrats, as you know, besides everything else, is that they, they certainly don't fight back. We have, the, we have truth on our side. Okay, if you like your doctor, you can keep it. Obama should have said... If, okay, um, the reason that I didn't mean to lie, <laughs> I wasn't trying to lie to say if you like your doctor, you can keep it. The fact is, it's not Obamacare dictating your doctor. It's the private health insurance racket. Now, if you want to have a doctor and you want to keep your doctor, and the only way we can do that is have Medicare for all. Every, everybody in, nobody out. And then you can go to any doctor you want forever and ever. Amen. But I don't know about you. I've been on private health insurance in my life and it's changed. I've been working for companies and then they get another private health insurance and then you got to switch and your doctor's not on it. So we've had to endure this forever. Why all of a sudden, if you like your doctor, you can keep it? That has never been part of the American health racket. And yet, we've allowed the filthy fascist Republicans to reframe that for the for the for-profit health insurance racket. The racketeers. They never seem to be to get to take uh, the blame. For some reason, but it's all come. It all comes down to their greed. It's the for-profit health insurance racket that takes your doctor away, not Obamacare. You stupids! Not you guys, the dummy, the dummy dum dums who f- stumble in here, and they do, as you know. God. <laughs> My God. Really? So get a grip, guys. Get a grip. Not you guys. I'm talking about the Republicans. 
I'm here to ensure that the American people, those who are reachable, they're not as they're not stupid, that they're informed. No, Obamacare doesn't dictate your doctor. Okay, that's the private health insurance racket. What Obamacare does, you dumb fucks, and I can't stand this. I'm on Obamacare. Guess what, bitches? You're all on Obamacare. The whole country's on Obamacare. It's regulation. I'm on Obamacare. I'm. I got the Obamacare. You all got Obamacare. Fucking moron. I'm so sick of it. Why is this country so stupid? Why are we so easily led and manipulated? Why is this picture of this lady's fucking baby on my screen and this lady's face? It'll come back. Right? Everybody's on Obamacare. Obamacare is regulation. It regulates your private health insurance racket, even if you're on whatever. If you're on uh, Cigna, Aetna, even all the big ones, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, that's Obamacare too, motherfuckers. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of having to explain. I'm sick of having to listen to corporate media propaganda and nobody stops it. Nobody interjects and says, excuse me, everybody's on Obamacare. Now, even Aetna, even Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Cigna, all those other big, big insurance rackets, they have to provide certain basic things. They can no longer kick you off when you're sick. That's what the, uh, what the racket did. You got a, you got a serious illness. You know, the first thing the racketeers would do is go through your file and try to find something, some, some way to throw you off their insurance, to cancel your policy. Because cancer's not cheap. And you want to live, so you're going to do anything, and you're going to go to the doctor, and you're going to do whatever it takes. But that means that the CEO and the executives... And the, and the lobbyists, they don't get as much money from your, from your miseries. They, don't get, they only get it if you pay premiums and d- never put in a claim. Fucking sick. That's why the whole country, the whole world, I should say, not the whole country. That's why the rest of the world figured this out years ago. I mean, the rest of the world, and I know, knowing people in the rest of the world, they are they look at us with confusion. Oh shit, what's going on? All of a sudden, the thing disappeared. Okay, it came back. Unbelievable. <clears throat> so yeah, everybody's on Obamacare. Well, what else is on Obamacare? They can't kick you off. They have to pay for your um, preventative care, meaning that whatever, mammograms, colonoscopies, all that stuff is free. That used to be another thing. That would be an add-on, an extra. Prescriptions are an essential benefit 
that used to be something that was, eh, you had a good plan, maybe you got prescriptions. But this, that's Obamacare. It's regulation. I don't understand why the American people are so stupid. You know? Everybody should know this. But I guess propaganda works. I'm answering my own question again. This is why the show, we do the show. It's so important. And shows like it. To cut through the propaganda. You don't hear this shit on corporate media. All you hear is what we just played. Donnie Deutsch saying, Oh, it's the terrible, terrible how you can't tell people you're going to take away 600 and... Wait, what did he say? 160 million people are going to lose their health insurance by insuring everybody has healthy. It just drives me fucking insane. But Willie Geist, shame on you. Shame on you. I hope one day you get to feel the other side of what you're, of what you're doing to this country, but you probably won't. Another trust fund brat. <sighs> if only there was real karma. Well, what else is on Obamacare? The, oh, there's no more lifetime caps. That's another thing. There used to be lifetime caps, a million-dollar lifetime cap. So kids with cancer or leukemia, they would hit their lifetime cap before hitting puberty. And then the rest of them, the rest of your life, you're on your own. You're not profitable. Not only that, you're not insurable. So, oh well. And we tolerated this. And we still tolerate it. So when the filthy, disgusting fascists are there in court now, trying to overturn Obamacare, that's what they're overturning. And so as far as I'm on Obamacare, I'm on the, so then there's the exchange. That's another thing. You can go on the exchange and get certain plans on the exchange. Oh, my God. But this country sucks, really. I'm sorry. Oh, why don't you leave it? I couldn't if I tried since all the borders are closed to us. Why don't I leave it? I don't know. I ask myself that, too. Habit? Oh, somebody... Isn't there a nice, hot model type living in Ireland who wants to let me sleep on her couch? Here, let's... I don't know how much I can endure this this Fox, Fox and Friends asshole. Let's see. You know, it, part of the problem is everything that they promised was a complete failure. You know, they promised that they were going to have a relationship between doctors who'd be able to keep your doctor. That didn't happen. They promised that it was going to have, you know... A because of the for-profit health insurance racket. These people now, they don't want to fix the problems. Do you understand, guys? It's all about tickling the fissures of disunity and doing nothing but funneling more money to the top. That's it. Like, last night's show, we read the articles about divide and conquer, how race is used as a strategy to, to divide and conquer. Here, too. Universal health care, the reason we don't have universal health care already is because of racism. It's ra a racist policy. Everybody in, nobody out. That's how we heal. That's how we begin to heal 
Oh my God, I thought that was the cat. On, on increasing quality, that didn't happen. The exact opposite happened. They said that it was gonna cause you know less expensive insurance and we've all seen our insurance rates skyrocket. Because you Republicans, like Marco Rubio, fucked us over. They took away, this is what they do. They sabotage anything. Anything decent, anything that tries to help the American people. And then they go around crying how it's broken. It's like the same thing they did with the post office and everything else that they touch. It's broken. They've defunded Social Security. So now when you call the Social Security office, you'll get, you'll get frustrated. You're, they don't have enough help there. There's not enough people working there. So you'll be like, this doesn't work. Government's broken. It doesn't work. I could do much better. Putting my money in the stock market. These people are, they, they're termites in our, in our house. They are a virus in our body politic. We're getting less quality, less care, and it's costing us more money. Yeah. And, you know, you think about today, that was that bill was drafted under Nancy Pelosi in the middle of the night. We had to pass it. Middle of the it. night. And now fast forward to today where you've got Nancy you gotta Pelosi. You've got to pass it to see what's known- in it. They meant this is what you do. That's what happens. You pass it. You have all the re- and then you fix it. If something is wrong, you fix it. It's like what FDR said about government. Uh, gov- what, here it is. Wait, FDR. Governments may err, 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 err. Here, this is one of the greatest quotes. Governments can err, err. How do you pronounce that? E-R-R, err? Let me see. Let me run that through. Err. Err, yeah, that's what I said. Governments may, governments can err. E-R-R, error, you know, error, make mistakes. Presidents do make mistakes. But the immortal Dante tells us that the divine justice weighs the sins of the cold-blooded and the sins of the warm-hearted on different scales. Better the occasional faults of a government that lives in a spirit of charity than the constant omissions of a government frozen in the ice of its own indifference. So you got to pass it to see what's in it. Yeah, that's a stupid thing to say. It's a stupid way to put it. But what she meant, is uh, what I gather, is that you, you, you have to take it for a ride and see how it fits, see how it works. And the things that are broken, you fix them. The things that work, you do more of them. The things that don't work, you fix them. But you can't do anything with a bunch of little nannering, nittering, nananananes always pointing fingers and undermining and then going on their media mouthpiece networks to spread the bad news about anything you're trying to do. Well, they don't do a goddamn thing. This is the thing. As, as far as Obamacare, you know, that's what Republicans are... They don't want everybody to catch on while 
the ACA may not, it's not perfect, that's for sure. And uh, it's not Medicare for all. That's why it sucks. It's the Republican health care plan, but it's something. And Republicans got nothing. They don't have a goddamn thing. So that's all they can do is go, that's what it's like living with these freaks. Oh, they said it was going to be great. They said it was going to be cheap. They said I could keep my pre-existing conditions and eat ice cream for breakfast and not gain a pound. (sighs) But there I am eating ice cream for breakfast and look at me, I can't get out of bed. They had to call the fire department to remove the wall. But that's all the Nancy Pelosi said. You got to pass it so you can see it. And here I am. <sighs> they don't do a fucking thing. When have, what have they ever done to improve the health of the American people? Anybody? What have they ever done? Right now, the American people, they're on bread lines. Americans are going bankrupt still. They're not going to the doctor because they're afraid of the bills. Well, they they said it was going to be cheaper. Well, it certainly is hard to make something work when you constantly are being undermined by a filthy, disgusting fascist. Like, for example, Marco Rubio. This is, oh, it's it's not. They said it was going to be cheaper. But you know what Marco Rubio did? Here we go. He eliminated the risk corridors. Yeah, he killed the ACA. But that's what these four... Because the for-profit racket... How are we going... How's the for-profit racket going to make any profit if they have to insure everybody, even those who are sick? How can they make any money if they, have, if they have to pay out claims and they can't kick you off? Well, government, which is an appendage of the affairs of billionaires, and Obama, who is forever trying to reach across the aisle and, and shove this goddamn Nixon care down our throats, that sucks without a public option, without anything to actually check it and make it affordable. So they said to these for-profit health insurance racketeers, okay, you will um, not be able to kick anybody off. You'll have to accept everybody. So we will ease the pain. We'll, we'll, you'll still be able to suck profit from everybody's miseries. Don't worry. You'll still be able to um, glom up, what was it, 20%? Instead of every, you know, as high as you can go. That, that was the, the thing with Obamacare. They capped how much profit at 20%. I mean, that's a pretty good racket. How does anybody want to do that, though? Suck profit from people's sicknesses and get on the phone. Have people call them and saying oh, all different sad, sad stories throughout the day. Mike. What do you mean you're not paying for my cancer treatment? 
What do you mean you're not paying for my diabetes medicine? I'm going to die. What do you mean you want me to uh, try having my baby naturally, and even though I've had two C-sections? This is what my, happened to my sister. I told you that. They told her, just try. They wouldn't approve her, C- her third C-section, even though they, her, her and her doctor knew that she was going to have to have a C-section because that's what happened two times before. So they were just going to go and have a C-section. But the insurance company said, just try to have it naturally. So, you know, she had to be put through that, the pain of trying, just trying. And also, not to mention the tax on the baby, the health repercussions on the baby. I mean, oh, God. But that's, it's more, it was cheaper. You see? It was a lot less expensive, especially because then you don't, the, you, you get out of the hospital quick. They don't have to pay for an extra night at the hospital. Fuck this shit. But Marco Rubio, the risk corridor program, one of the three premium stabilization programs put in place by the ACA, subsidized insurers whose medical costs exceeded a set targeted and taxed insurers with costs below that target. The program was set to expire in 2016, but it was hobbled early by an omnibus spending bill provision championed by Marco Rubio, which prohibited it from paying out more than it received in collections. In fact, previous media reports noted that Rubio claimed he killed Obamacare by cutting this pivotal funding measure. Indeed, the result was that the government's unpaid debt to insurers has now swelled to $12.3 billion. Meaning that that cost is passed on to the dum-dums like us. That's why your premiums went through the roof. Because of Marco fucking Rubio and these filthy fascist pricks who don't give a shit about your conditions, pre-existing or otherwise. And they count on your stupidity not to know that they are every, every move they make in the dark of night undermining your ability to have a decent middle-class life. And then they get on, in the, in the light of day, they'll get on their propaganda networks and say shit like this. Only publicly admitted that she has not passed a COVID relief funding, which has caused the suffering of millions of people. Right. You'd be able to keep your doctor. That didn't happen. They promised that it was going to have, you know, effects on, on increasing quality. That didn't happen. The exact opposite happened. They said that it was going to cause, you know, less expensive insurance. And we've all seen our insurance rates oh, skyrocket. I know how sad you are quality, about that. Less care, and it's costing us more money. Well, why don't you blame Marco Rubio? Why don't you say, yeah, it sucks. We, we want more quality. We want less expensive premiums but unfortunately my fellow republicans are doing all they can to undermine this program these protections because they want to go back to the good old days where the american people had no protections and that corporations can just fuck them and kill them and look uh, and not look back you know because we care about our pre-existing conditions protection it's so beyond 
would anybody, well, how are we, how, 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 I'm sorry, guys, how much longer, how, how much longer, somebody answer, how much longer are we going to take it? Yeah. And, you know, you think Whatever. about... Let's just move forward with publicly, this. ...that she would not provide the relief for millions of America, you Americans. Bitch. You know, Nancy Pelosi is unfit to be Speaker of the House. You're unfit. So when you go to Washington, what to do you To be a mother, do? you lying prick. I, I want to work with people who actually want to get things done. I want to yeah, work with people who are get things done, like caring. effing over the American... Okay, I can't, I can't, I can't. ...of the American people who don't want to see them needlessly suffer, who recognize are that in the, day, the days that we're in... That we have a lot of work to do. That- the, the, the shamelessness. It's here we have the Republicans on one hand, and then it's, what's, we have the Domini Deutsches on the other hand, right? They sound the same. We all want to protect the, and help, don't we? Except we don't. Except we're here to confuse and distract and conflate. Oh, don't listen to that Tara Buster. That's for sure. Jesus Christ. I'm going to lose it one day. I'm going to be on here going... And then they will know that they have won. I can't go on with this. One last thing. I'm looking at the time. I can't believe it. Oh, God. Uh, hello, Francis. What are you doing? Are you coming up? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on up. Come on. Come on. You coming? He's sitting there. He's thinking about it. Francis. Francis. Come, come. I don't like the look in his eye. He looks mischievous. One last thing before we go. I'm looking at the time. I said I wasn't going to do a three-hour show. Oh, well, I lied again. Thank you all for hanging out, and thank you for all your patronage. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Remember, um, you know... I can't believe it's almost Christmas. Oh, I forgot. We're not supposed to say Christmas anymore because Joe Biden destroyed Christmas, didn't he? Won't be able to say Merry Christmas. Thank God. We can say Merry Christmas again. Like, please, Merry Christmas and um, Merry Corpsmas. Don't you love these people, these filthy fascists? Merry Corpse, Miss. Oh, they love... We can finally say Merry Christmas again and play our pianos in the middle of the house rotunda while our fellow Americans needless bury the needless corpses we made. All those corpses. So little time. Just in time for Christmas. So many corpses, so little time. Let's see, where is this? Where's all those corpses? Hmm. Is this it? 
Look at him. There he is. Lamar Alexander. Beautiful. Beautiful. Because that's why you send him to Washington, right? Just sit there and fiddle while Rome burns. Jesus Christ. All right, the last thing I wanted to talk about is today, I'm sure you saw that Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> is, I thought he was dying. Why is he still among the living? Oh, because they have, they get special treatment. Oh, well, that's right. Yes, as long as Bat Boy and this, all of these horrible human beings, wastes of human DNA, so what are we going to do without them? Well, anyway, he said, he, he said what I was saying. And then, well, the corporate media got on his case. The only thing he's ever said that I agree with, we should break this up. Well, he didn't say it like that. There can, he, what he said was there cannot be peaceful coexistence between liberals and conservatives. I'm f like, of course. That's because Republicans are unfit. Of course there can't be peaceful coexistence. I'm sick of them. Get rid of them. It's time. Let's break it up. Let's see. During the obscene profit timeout mere moments ago, Mr. Sturdley, the official Ugh, he's so gross. me with a question. The question was, what exactly was, are we ever going to win? Are we ever going to win despite receiving fewer votes? Win elections or just... Okay. All right. Mr. Sturdley is asking if we're ever going to be able to win what and he's talking about elections yeah bitch you votes. win a lot despite receiving fewer Are votes ever going to be able to win without taking back some of these cities <laughs> he's talking about blue cities like new york no you're never philadelphia i assume you mean detroit do you too many blacks Milwaukee? right Oh, it's a lot of bad things going on. What about uh, Oakland, California? Too many Too far people with darker pigment. Too many gays. You, you think we get San Francisco? Look, we won election after election after election without winning these cities or the states. Because you're, you're a bunch of less vote-getting grifters. When, when you said, well, can we win? Mr. Snurdly. Can can I thought you meant... Can we win the culture? Can we no, dominate? Bitch. Oh my God! Uh, He's going to be the, rotting uh, in hell soon. That's I, making me happy. I actually think I can't wait. And I've referenced this. I've alluded to this a couple of times because I've seen others allude to this. I actually think that we're trending toward secession. I see more and more people asking, what in the world do we have in common with the people who live in, say, New York? What is this? Besides our blue state dollars propping you up. Makes us believe that there is enough of us there then to even get have lost. a chance at winning New we York. We don't want you. Especially if you're talking about votes. Go! 
Go. I see a lot of bloggers. I can't think of names right now. A lot of bloggers have written extensively about how distant and separated. Yeah, you you have been successful in that. Culture is becoming. You've done that to us. And that it can't. I remember. No. a peaceful coexistence. So get lost. Of two completely different theories of life. Yeah. Of One theories is of how we manage our lives affairs. in reality. The other it can't be in this is a greed-centered death cult. Without something giving somewhere along. Yeah. The way. Bye. Yeah. We give. We give and, a lot of dollars to prop you up. To prop uh, up so the I, red I know states. There's a sizable and growing sentiment for people who believe that that is where we're headed, whether we Good. want to or not. I don't really care. Go. Whether we want to go there or not. <laughs> it's sort of like, okay, yeah, uh, you, you convinced me. Bye. I still haven't given up the mm, idea I have. that we are the majority. And no, you're not. And to do is find a way. No, you're not. To unite and win. How? And, and well, get a, you know how they unite? They want everybody in their place. This is how they they think that we will unite. They should really adopt the motto, the beatings will continue until morale improves. That's the Republican Party. You'll, uh, they want everybody in their place. You can be a Republican woman. You can be a Republican person with darker pigment. As long as you, you genuflect to the patriarchy, the hierarchy, and the, to ensure that straight-acting white men are at the top of the heap, and, and the rich, rich, straight-acting white, white, straight white men. Everybody else knows their pl- they should be in their place. That's what it's all about. And if you're someone with darker pigment, your place is... It's not in the halls of power, that's for sure. It's not in the voting booth, that's for sure. This whole attempted coup speaks to that. They don't want the American people voting. They only want them. They are, uh, it doesn't matter how, okay, what am I trying to say? It doesn't matter how um, they get power as long as, they get it. You see, the pantomime, the kabuki theater of democracy, they can't even pretend anymore. But it's all, it really is all about racism. It comes down to that. So how can we peacefully coexist? We cannot. We're not going along with their agenda because their agenda is the past. That's, we've done this. We've seen the conservative world before. It was called the Dark Ages. We've evolved. And we're not looking back. We will have a more perfect union with the people who are capable of functioning in a more perfect union. Either you're going to get on board or you're going to be left behind. And the way it is, that these Republicans, the conservatives, they're delusional because of propaganda. The incessant right-wing propaganda they've been consuming 
since since Reagan and when Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act and deregulated the media. I mean, it's all this is it's all come to fruition. This is where we are because of all of that. And you know what? We're, we're not going backwards, though. All of this was inevitable, in my opinion. There's, you know, there's things we can do, but we, we're not, um, there is no way that we can peacefully coexist with a greed-centered fascist death cult that has absolutely no interest in democracy. How do you find common ground with that? It is the duty of every patriotic American to resist the greed-centered death cult and keep on evolving without them. And if they don't want to play, they don't want to play along anymore. They, they're tired. They don't want to play the game that they have an interest in democracy. Then, Goodbye. Secede. This time we won't stop you. Really. Don't, you know, stand up on your own two feet. Stop taking my blue state dollars. You don't bring anything to the table, conservatives. You don't. And you're not conservatives. You're fascists. You don't bring anything. You don't bring truth, justice, the American way, the American dream. You don't. You bring, you bring the dark ages. That's what the Republican world is. Look at, all you got to do is look at their policies. The conservative worldview is, is the same um, system, the same kind of system that Western civilization endured and that the enti- entire age of enlightenment was an antidote to. And they don't like it. They, they, don't, they can't function in an enlightened world because they're not enlightened. They're greedy and tiny. They're small. To be enlightened means that you're not afraid of diversity that you can get together with a diverse community and say, what kind of community do we want? What kind, what's our government going to be? We have a democracy here. What, kind of, do, what, what are the ground rules for this community? Should it be that corporations are, run rampant? The rich run rampant over us? They can do whatever the F they want as long as they make a buck? Or is it, you know, everybody in, nobody out, e pluribus unum, we're in this together. I don't know. I think the latter. But they can't handle it. Can we win? They've been, see, this, I thought you were asking me something else when you said, can we win? Can we win the culture? Can we dominate the culture? You have too much of a voice in the culture. Nobody wants your culture. That's why they have to constantly shove it down our throats. You know how they, they always, I mean, calling Dr. Freud, everybody is always shoving something down their throats, like health care, 
and um, voting for a black president. Oh, my God. Elections. Why are we shoving things down your throat through democracy? Oh, God. So all on the corporate media, they were saying, oh, he's lost it. That's crazy. No, no, it's not crazy. They can't function in a free democratic society. How much longer are we going to take it? We're all supposed to just endure these freaking freaks, these balls and chains are hanging on us, dragging us backwards to the dark ages. That's the world they're trying to create. I'm not kidding. You want, oh, really? You want, you want to know how? Okay. What's the difference between their policies and the dark ages? If according to conservatism, the, what they're doing, they are, if you have a problem, there is no role for government. Okay. If government, the only role for government is the military and the police, everything else, you're free, freedom, freedom. Meaning corporations can F you and freedom, freedom, freedom. And if you get sick, if you have a problem, if you can't work for whatever reason, that's not the role of the government to provide a social safety net to catch you. A civilization, that's the role of the church. So you go to church and you beg for charity. That's what the church is there for. And... As far as education, you get as much education as you can afford. As the military, the military can do no wrong because that's the only goal of the military. I mean, of government is to fund a military. And and if, as far as being rich, yeah, well, that's, uh, government has no say in how can you tax the rich you can't tax take money from people that's theft so we have according to republicans what will happen is according to their ideology is an intergenerational aristocracy again ruling and their corporations that are that are boundless that where government has no role in regulating they get to do whatever the hell they want to us and we get to be free to go work ourselves into an early grave without a day off without protections without any kind of retirement security or sick leave or and if you do fall on hard times you go to the church that's the dark ages. We've been here before. Then this is what they're redoing. Show me, show me the difference. Show me something where I'm wrong. I am not wrong, but I, I'm open to, I'm open to uh, new information. If you can show me, I'll definitely take it and say, oh wow, that's not true. Okay, I, I was wrong then. They don't want to create the dark ages but i'm i don't know i know them by their fruits conservatism uh all over the world you know there's no successful conservative government when conservatives run government the majority of the people get screwed 
that's that's history. That's Margaret Thatcher's London or England. That's I mean the a conservative dreamland right now is Pakistan. This is the kind of conservative dreamland they're trying to create here. No taxes on the rich. The military can do no wrong. Women know their place. Gays in the closet. There's a strict social hierarchy. No social safety net. No government schools. That's Pakistan. So they want to recreate that here. Except a bit more Jesus-y. Damn. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. All right, my friends. That's the end of the show for tonight. I'm looking at the time. I said I needed to get some sleep. That's all, It's three hours again. I can't help it. It goes by so fast for me. I hope it goes by fast for you, too. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. My God. Yes, Paradu. 40 days to pull off a coup. Can he do it? 106 Republicans say, sign my dumb ass up. Exactly. How much longer are we going to take it? They've exposed themselves for who they are. They've, they've shown their true face. And I'm, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I'm not in a forgiving mood. And Joe Biden better not be either. These, these are, um, this is a real threat. This is happening. They are trying to undermine and destroy, not just undermine, the, the undermining has begun decades ago, but they are destroying this, they're destroying democracy. They're destroying this country. Any reason why the poor vote Republican clown, says Errol Thomas, the, the divide and conquer game, the racist divide and conquer game. That's really the bottom line. They're racist. And they have bought into this game that... Well, we read that article on the show last night how the oligarchy invented the concept of race to keep people down, to keep the working class in its place. And that's it. They need the white, the working class to think that they're a little bit higher on the ladder than those with darker pigment. It started with slaves, the slavery and the indentured servants, where the indentured servants, although they were effectively in the same boat as the slaves, they couldn't, they, and they were the majority. They made up the majority. They couldn't, the, the, the rich couldn't afford, of course, for the fear of their lives and their pocketbooks, they couldn't afford to have the white indentured servants joining up with the slaves or those, the people who were enslaved, I should say, and um, joining forces against the rich and, and to demand a fair and equitable share of uh, the civilization. So the, the oligarchs, knew exactly what they were doing. They gave the white indentured servants more, um, just a little bit more privileges than the enslaved people, lest they, um, you know, 
lest they throw their lot in together. So anything to divide and conquer the, really, uh, divide and conquer the people along racial lines. That is it. It's the oldest trick in the book, and which is also why it's so irritating that they always fall for it. They, not always, it's not that they always fall for it, they have always fall, fallen for it. It, it's never stopped. So we have to pull their covers, and that's why they don't want to hear it. I'm not racist. And you'll hear the Republican leadership will say to them, will, it, they give them tacit and overt permission to be racist. So, and they, because the, the thing that they, can, they cannot afford to happen is that the average Joe, the Republican racist, say, look at themselves and say, wow, I'm a racist. I got to stop this. I'm being played by the oldest trick in the book. I have more in common with people with the, of the working class who may be a little bit lower on the ladder, whether they have darker pigment or not, than I ever will with the elites who are playing, playing this game. Because we always lose. We're always on the wrong side of Reaganomics. And the irony is that, you know, they'll still be rich. Even it, but do they have to be so rich that they can destroy this, the government itself? And that's the question. Something is in my eye. All right. Guys, 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 that's really it. That is it. And we will talk about it more. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday. Oh, my goodness. What a week. Let me, let's say we, let's get our marching orders together. Thank you all, first of all, for hanging out tonight. And remember, you can join our Discord community and keep in touch in between shows. Also, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And, I, and tonight's show, yet again, I wanted to thank the our newest patron. Wait, where is my sound effects? Our newest patron. Oh, wait a minute. Did you hear that? Holy shit. Don't tell me my sound effects aren't working. This whole night. They must be working. Okay, they are working. James Wright! Thank you for taking that extra leap and becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And I also want to say Mark Uncle Smokey is back. I just saw that. He is a longtime patron. And let's see. I want to thank Mark Uncle Smokey. For his patronage. <laughs> yes. Thank you all. Thank you, James Wright and everyone else. Look at uh, Look at the description of the show and you'll see the the discord link 
Yeah, the cats took a night off tonight. I heard Ray walking around. Tower Jr. Jr. is sleeping on the couch. Francis stopped by here, but he didn't jump up. Where is he? Francis! Sometimes he comes when I call him. Francis! Where is Francis? Francis! Nobody listens to me. This is like my whole life. All right, my friends, my friends, my friends. We're going to go, and we'll see what happens. If we get a patron, maybe we'll do a show tomorrow. How's about that? And in the meantime, tell your friends, tell at least one other person about Tower Buster and have them join us here as we build our community and take this damn country back for the normal patriotic people. The normal people. We are carrying the mantle. We really are. Of the American Revolution. Trying to bring those... The, those founding promises in... In our founding documents to fruition for all. Because we're the real patriots. That's the truth. We don't leave anybody behind. We know how to fix this country. Everybody and nobody out. There's another way of saying e pluribus unum. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. I'll see you very soon.